1: If you will trust Jesus with everything you have, with everything you are, you won't regret it. But the guy cheated me. That's between him and the Lord. If you can resolve it among Christians, resolve it. If you can work it out, work it out. But if you can't, take the hit and trust that God will take care of you.
0: When someone steals from you or cheats you out of something, It can be a pretty lousy feeling. When it happens, we all want justice. We all want to get our pound of flesh. Pastor Robert teaches you in today's message that if your pursuit of justice compromises the gospel, then sometimes it's better just to let it go. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 6 as he continues his message, Tarnishing the Name of Christ.
2: His love is
1: God is not telling us that we just need to let ourselves be cheated. He's not saying, listen, just be a doormat, you know if the guy's got the fish thing on his bumper sticker and he cheats you just you just got to take it no no he's giving us a way to get resolution he says There has to be someone wise enough. Go to the Christian legal society. Go to to some other organization. Go to just a Christian attorney, whatever. Just take it to a brother in Christ, a sister in Christ for mediation. Don't drag them into an unbelieving court system where you're gonna have unbelievers witnessing this family dispute. He said, don't do that. Instead of doing that, you'd be better off to be cheated. He is telling us that it would be far better to absorb the material loss and allow ourselves to be wronged than to give unbelieving onlookers ammunition with which to discredit the gospel. Why does he say that? Well, being cheated is a short-term consequence. But tarnishing the name of Jesus, tarnishing the reputation of the church, the gospel, that can be eternally costly. So he says, resolve this issue with the help of other Christians if you can, but be willing to take the financial loss, the material loss, if necessary, to preserve the reputation of Christ and, and his church. Because if, if just one person is hindered from turning to Jesus Christ because they observe two, two professing Christians going at it in a courtroom, suing each other, he, he says the damage to that individual and, and to the body of Christ, it, there's no way to put a price tag on that. One individual's eternal well-being is worth far more than Any material loss any of us could ever suffer. And whatever material losses we may suffer, we can trust God to repay. Listen to this. Mark chapter 10, verses 29 and 30. The Bible tells us, So Jesus answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. Now, I'm using that passage slightly out of context, but the principle applies, and I want you to see that. What is he saying? Jesus says, nobody ever sacrifices anything in this life for the sake of the gospel that doesn't get repaid a hundredfold. Whether we're talking about land or houses, it's like, how does that work? You, you give up your house for the gospel, you get a hundred more. Let me tell you what I've learned. I am continually blown away at how God has blessed my family with our extended Christian family. You know, Elizabeth and I, uh, for our 30th wedding, wedding anniversary, we, we went to Spain. And it cost us very little because we, we had, you know, points that we could use to buy the airfare to go over there. And then we rented Airbnbs. But, but here's the thing. We have three different family members in Christ, not biological family members. But, well, no, I take that back. Two, two different. The other one's a good friend that we're praying for, but she don't know Jesus yet. But they have houses in Spain that we could have just stayed in, in their homes. I have a friend who has a place up in North Georgia that he's given me a key. He said, you don't even need to ask. Just go. Anytime you want to go, just go. And I'm like, well, what if, what if, you know, what if somebody's there? We'll figure it out, he said. Now, I always ask, but do you understand what I'm driving at? It's amazing. And family, I am closer, a lot closer, to many in my Christian family here than I am to my biological family. Elizabeth and I, my wife and I, both made a decision a lifetime ago to leave behind our families to serve Jesus somewhere else. My family couldn't figure out. It's like, why are you you going to Miami? And I said, because I believe Jesus is telling me to go to Miami. And I had one, you know, one of my aunts said to me, I just don't believe I have to go to Miami to serve Jesus. And I said, no, ma'am, but I do. Because I believe God is telling me to go there. My wife left Denmark, all of her family still in Denmark because she believed God was leading her to do that. But we haven't given up anything because God just can, he's so generous. And the message that's being set forth here is if you will trust Jesus with everything you have, with everything you are, you won't regret it. But the guy cheated me. That's between him and the Lord. If you can resolve it among Christians, resolve it. If you can work it out, work it out. But if you can't, take the hit and trust that God will take care of you. Because he promises he will. He promises he will. And I've personally seen it. I've seen it over and over and over and over in my life. I got robbed at at knife point in Mexico City, Thirty-five years ago, give or take, and God cleaned me out. You know, I had—I was foolish enough to have everything in the backpack. Never do that again. Got everything: my passport, my driver's license. You know, what little bit of cash I had. I mean, every—I had a camera, everything, right? But within a couple of months, God had blessed me way above and beyond what I lost. I want to ask you to do something. If you can do it from the heart, don't do it just to go along. But I want to ask you to just say out loud, Jesus, I will trust you. And Father, I pray for these people who are gathered here. God, please, we want to be a people who trust you. We want to be a people who trust you. No matter what happens, no matter what's going on, no matter how horrible our circumstances become, no no matter what we face, that we know that you're trustworthy. And so we can choose, and we do choose, to trust you. Make us a people who trust you in all circumstances, with everything, God. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: We're so glad you tuned in today for today's message in the book of 1 Corinthians. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again, or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is through for the day, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio.
2: For more information, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button.
0: Thanks, David, and thank you for joining us today. Tune in next time for another look at the book of 1 Corinthians here on Main Thing Radio.